Okay, so is it? Okay, well, I mean, what we'll do is we'll probably have some breaks in the middle of this just to um, pick up background noise. So this is the 10 second padding in order to check for background noise so we can normalize it out. And this might be something that we have to do multiple times. Like maybe, maybe for every break, the audio gets switched over to some prepared commercial and we do an audio check. Oh, we, not necessarily. Why? How? So the guys I watch for the podcast, they, well, I stopped watching for a while now, but I'll check in every now and then. They'll just keep it going, then cut into, just throw after, after recording, when they go into post-production, they'll just insert the sponsor head to check. Okay, so that's kind of what I was saying. Um, so, okay, so we, we have, we have two concepts here. One is the continually streaming recording of audio. How, if that happens live, if that happens, um, kind of offline, um, but either way, we, we need to have opportunities where some other form of audio is spliced in, frees up the microphone, microphones, and we can, we would then be quiet for 10 seconds or just walk away or whatever the heck. So we can record room noise. And, um, but those commercial break opportunities are, um, are for, for, you know, other than the obvious of going and using the bathroom or something would be to, uh, record that blank space so we can use that later. So the fact that we started with the, the blank space, even if it was a little messy, there's another opportunity and another opportunity further down the line for every time we have a prepared thing, which, um, I mean, I suppose that every opportunity I should be talking about whatever comes to my head because one of them would be the recording of those. I love this cursed light. Uh, we need new light bulbs for that thing. Are there, does it have two light bulbs now? Yeah. Oh, it has two that works. Good, good job, light. Um, and one of them would be the preparation of those those breaks. So they they could be something recorded by us, um, like prepared semi semi professionally, offline and edited, narrated, scripted, whatever the heck. Um, or it could be some from somebody else, or music, or Right. And so the notion that I had from my World of Warcraft guild is when I was raiding with them, they would do the other than the obvious having a set start time. They also had a hard set end time, which is, you know, if, even if we're excited and we're in the middle of stuff, we're, we're going to stop no matter what, even if we're on a roll, even if we're just there, we stop. And it's the same thing with the beginning. It's, it's, you come early or you're late and it's always a certain time because everybody's got a life. So the exact same thing with having, for example, um, the incredible disappointment that is you being late. Um, I'm not capable of working with that once we get going, even if we were going to be working with something that's scripted and planned and could theoretically happen at any time. That's a still a bad thing because 
when you are able to set something, not necessarily in stone per se, but when you, whenever you're able to create commitments, what that does is that creates opportunities around it. So even though it's a constraint to say, I will be available for a task between X and Y, what that does is it ripples around that time to, to let you know that you have these other times for other things, even if it's just to relax. Um, and back to the, the gilding idea, and this leads back to the commercial break thing, and hopefully this will be something I can actually, this train of thought thing, hopefully I can keep doing it quite well. So the reason this harkens back to the story of the guild and the setup and end time is we would also internally have a clock running and it happened to be a, a buff potion that we would all drink. And so it would have a, a, an elapsing timer for each person, but the person, the, the guild leader would be, would use that as a counter. And it was a, a one hour buff. And what we did is we said that, well, at the end of that buff, we take a 10 minute break. And so what that is, that's even if we're on a roll after one hour, you can know at the 45 minute mark when your break is coming up, you can know every, you can know tomorrow when you come and the day after when you come, when your break is. You can know when you're playing when your break is and you take a break and the break is 10 minutes, which for, for rating is actually, um, it's, it's unusual. It's quite unusual because most of the time it's like, go, go, go. And it's five hours of rating <laughs> and you've got five minute, you've, you've got breaks that last however long, whenever they happen. It's, it's like, okay, we, well, we, we've, we've been dying guys. Let's just take a break. Let's, and then people kind of like leave and they come back whenever and things like take a half an hour to pick back up or something. And that's, that's an absolutely awful experience for everybody, but those lazy bastards, right? It's your, your lowest common denominator is forcing everybody else to act in a certain way. Um, and, and that, that was a subtle way of saying you, <laughs> but, um, so instead of doing that, instead of like, uh, whenever you have these predictable time slots of one hour, 10 minute break, one hour, 10 minute break, one hour, 10 minute break. And because that 10 minute break, 10 minute break is knowable ahead of time at the start of things, you can be like, okay, well, I haven't had a snack or I kind of need to use the bathroom, but you know exactly when clocked you will have that opportunity. So it's not torturous. The fact that you've got, you know, you in the other room, you've got a cup of coffee that you forgot to bring and it's going cold. You're like, okay, well, I know that I forgot it, but it's going to be there in you know, 50 minutes or it's going to be there. And that's something you can rely on. So that reliability is, is, something that we can also stitch into this, which I've talked about before, uh, which I talked about offline, I guess, for people listening. Um, and that is when, uh, we can have prepared material. Um, and yeah, and that actually lets us go and take a bio break 
you know, go and eat or something. And that also lets listeners do the same thing, which I don't know if you've had that, oh, I'm on a roll. I'm just going to finish the rest of this podcast and not know how long, like you don't know if it's going to get really interesting in, in like, oh, well, another 15 minutes. It, this is even worse than being on a roll with a, with a, you're watching a new series or something like that. And it's like, well, I like where the story arc is going. Just one more episode. And you'd think, okay, well, I know the next episode is X amount of time. You're, you're like trying to eat with your hair in the way. Ah, you're an animal. Um, uh, and I can't remember what I was talking about. Fucking distractions. Um, yeah, anyhow, so, so it, it is something like watching TV when theoretically speaking, you have the end of the episode, but you end up being pulled into, oh, just one more episode, one more episode. A podcast doesn't even have that. It's like, this is a two hour thing, or this is a three hour thing. And, and there might be in there a moment when you're like, okay, they're changing topics. Okay. I can, I can stop. Oh, I guess, and hope they don't come back to it. And and maybe that's the thing. Maybe we'd have the 10 minute break and just not come back to that topic. That's actually not a bad idea, but, but because that isn't knowable in these longer podcasts, it ends up being a real big problem for them as well as for the listener. Cause the listener's like, okay, well I can, I can pause the podcast. If it's live, you can't do that, which is also a problem. Right. So if this were to be live, like recorded live or something like that, then those knowable breaks would let somebody at work go and themselves go and do some work related task away from their desk or away from their headphones or something, um, would let them go and have a snack or let them, right. And it would also give us the ability to do the same thing. And because it's knowable, I mean, you can hold it for X amount of time knowing that you will have that we will all rest for 10 minutes and you know you have 10 minutes and maybe it would take a little bit of time to wind back up into the most engaging conversation after coming back from a break but you you at least know that you've got right um so i like this notion and i'm not i mean i don't think anybody can just go and listen to all of the podcasts but certainly all the popular long ones are they're successful because they're so engaging for so long. And that's a real detriment. And I think that might be something that pushes away a lot of listeners. Now, so you could add your thoughts, but I don't care. <laughs> Mainly just you find interest in the topic and keep listening. Otherwise, right. but you don't know what people are talking about. Even if you mention the topics, so you're talking about a listener not knowing what the podcast is talking about? More or less. Okay. So it's not like it's a, a specific speech about or specific speech or topic hosted by somebody talking about a certain thing. It's usually rambles. Well, yeah, usually because um uh, most podcasts, what they'll have is they'll have a defined topic. Maybe it's a news item or maybe it's a guest or something like that. 
And so that makes it obvious what kinds of things, which, which is important. Imagine a person that's just interested in podcasts in general. They will butterfly between one to the next to the next, and they might have a brand preference. Um, and so they might be willing to sit through the bad points, the, the less interesting to them points in a particular podcast. Um, but there's usually a topic up front because if you're, uh, you don't know if you're interested or you don't have the time or whatever the heck you, you can look at the title of that particular episode and know, Oh, it's with Elon Musk. And there's a thumbnail of him smoking weed. Like I'm interested in these things. <laughs> I wonder if they'll talk about SpaceX. They don't talk about SpaceX. <laughs> They're like, so rockets. Yeah. Yeah. Must be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So about pot. <laughs> and, but at least you know up front. And the, uh, so each episode for, for us could be the same thing, a defined super topic that might be an overarching interest for that particular episode, or it could be per segment, so per one hour stretch. And that would let us have, uh, okay, well, we've got the next hour. Let's talk about, hey, there was this thing with this game or this whatever the heck. Let's talk about, you know, the, the death of loot boxes because of that, you know, in let's the United States. Let's experiment with the methods, but um, let's go with the Gears of War method of water cooler talk. I don't know what that is. So, Gears of War is a video game. Yes. In the video game, are there water coolers? <laughs> I so, didn't notice that. You know... You've been in the office. Have you never done the water cooler talk? Yeah. For me, it was just dropping by all the ladies' desks and chatting them up. But I, I understand the idea. Yes. It's just not as interesting as being like... So we'll have like major topics and then we'll just weave in between small chat, small side chats. I don't think you could stop me from doing that. So yeah, that's a general idea. So I think what yes. would be... what? Okay, so we had already... I had already talked about that idea in the past where um, it is a good idea to approach a new day with um, a topic or a set of topics as interesting things to talk about. And because it is knowable that we sit down, it is actually knowable. We can hold our, hold our tongues, our interests, and save up for this time to bring stuff up. It's also possible to do some slight amount of research beforehand so we're not dumb or to save it for live like right now um, which is a skill you're going to have to learn to look something up if we're talking about something oh go oh yeah i wonder if i mean what's the name of that thing and and that will help sway conversation so we'd have talking points and some of them would be major events or whatever the heck and we would want to front load that. That would be in the title of the episode, for example. Um, and that might be brought up in the first five minutes, for example. We might be like, okay, well, let's, these are the things that we've been interested in in the last little while. We're probably going to talk about these things. So, And that would give the, I mean, even the people that are brand preferring us would know up front what kinds of things they would that they may or may not be interested in 
that doesn't give them the power to necessarily skip forward and find those things. But that that would be that would be a segmental thing. Maybe that's something that um, you know after each break we we state well, this is the topic for this thing, and that way up front they can be like, okay, well I'm going to skip one hour in one hour and ten minutes in to get to the next segment because that's when they said they'd start talking about X. Um, but front loading it like the table of contents. And but speech goes wherever speech goes, obviously. Um, but I do like the idea of I'm really kind of sick and tired of let's call it the competitors um, having a, a, a three hour episode, and it might be engaging, but there's there's just doesn't stop. And you don't really know where the topic's going to go. You don't. I mean, you kind of know up front. And you don't really know when you can take a break. And pausing just feels a little bit wrong. And if it's live, just... You imagine... Because I, I know guys that stream. I know one guy that streams. And uh, he's quite successful. Um, but not because he's a good streamer. <laughs> he's he's successful because... In this case, it's... Uh, I mean, we can... So, in, insider stuff here. Uh, so, his uh, username is Alive. And he is one of the world's... Uh, foremost experts in how obscure is it he's one of the world's foremost experts in playing a warlock in world of warcraft classic but now world of warcraft classic is a particular game title from blizzard and in this case he's an expert because he and his people have been running pirated servers of it ever since the original launch. So he's actually been playing that game on uh, pirated servers, uh, what are called private servers, but let's face it, it's pirated. And, and been playing it, and been playing it hard. So he's good because they have these, and it's actually quite a popular community. And that's one of the reasons why World of Warcraft Classic was, was pushed, as one of the communities was so damn popular, it got Blizzard's lawyer's attention. Like, you know that story. That's something I could get into um, in the future. But this guy, because I was talking about streaming, he that's the expertise he's drawing on. They had competitors, and he is incredibly expert. And that expertise uh, almost perfectly carried over to the release of the new video game title, World of Warcraft Classic. And so he was interviewed and he makes strategy videos and and he does like world first videos and stuff like that because they are good enough to be competing at a global scale and that is what has drawn initial interest it wasn't necessarily his um, expertise at the podcasting stuff so there is a brand uh preference so for example whenever he's on and i actually know if I'm sitting at my computer and I find out he's on because I'm on his Discord and he'll, he'll ping us, um, I will always pop in and just have him playing in the background. Okay, now, but for a streamer, you can't pause a streamer and you can't know if he's going to take a small break or something. And in fact, from a streamer perspective, you can't take any break ever because if you, from the streamer's perspective, if I take a break, my audience will... Will, they, will wane. People that are just popping in at that particular moment are now lost opportunities, right? Because I'm not there. 
And unless you like, this is why some people have prepared material that they'll splice in really quick and then step out. Uh, this is, this must be really important for smokers, for example, if they need to, you know, if, if they're not streaming outside or something like that. Right. Because maybe, maybe they're a pack a day type and they, it is part of their process to smoke. Right. And so they need to do it. And so they need to step away. And that's a major disruptor. Now, um, I don't face that problem, but you know, I, I eat and okay. So, so the entire thing was without brand preference, um, people uh, are going to come, they're going to go They're They're going to pause. They're going to whatever the heck. But when you make things a little bit more structured, even if the conversation doesn't necessarily follow the structure, like maybe we take a break and then come back to the same topic is like, well, we're totally not done with this. This is interesting. Um, so, so that's a, that's a format thing and, um, some other stuff that I wanted to talk about. So this is exactly the sort of thing that is preventable, which is, um, Theoretically speaking, what I could have done is, and what I will in the future, so theoretically for today, what I could have done is I could have taken some notes of stuff that I was pretty sure we needed to cover, and then we would have wandered wherever the heck we wandered. Okay, so there is a set of stuff that I know, but it's, it's so in me that I didn't really need to take notes. But one of the things that I wanted to do in terms of us sitting and talking is to talk about the processes that we're going through and that we're setting up right now. So one of the things that I just had you do is I had you make a project folder for this, for this audio to put in it all the thing, all the tools that was necessary to get um, this particular thing going were. And so for example, the audio recording software, and then starting up the text file for every time you bump into some technical concern, even though theoretically it's solved for life, when, you know, you set up a new device, get the drivers working, you know, theoretically speaking, it's just done. But in reality, it'll come back and you probably aren't going to remember how you fixed that thing in the first, first place. Like, Sometimes it's cursed and the problem just goes away, but sometimes it'll just come back, <laughs> right? And if you had to do things to solve it, you take some notes. Don't pretend like you're going to remember it again, right? Because we failed this time. We're trying to figure out the audio device quality settings to get it up to this certain number of kilohertz for recording, right? And it might happen again. And I don't want to have to remember that. Because the laundry list of stuff that you're going to have to remember that are little like that is absolutely preposterous. I mean, I'm, I've been a, what is called a power user for so many years that I've forgotten more things than most people will ever learn when it comes to the technical crap in computers. I, and I just, I don't hold on to anything anymore. I take notes and then I leave it like, how do you, how do you edit a, a, registry file like i don't care <laughs> i have notes somewhere right i have examples i have documentation i don't I just i don't i don't want to deal with it anymore 
And it's not like, oh, well, I'll just search the net. No, I actually have notes for me, from me, from my past doing that. I happen to share a lot of that stuff, probably not as much as I will, um, so, that, so that that doesn't die with me. Um, but we're going to be doing much the same thing in that there's going to be uh, what, what the talking that's happening now is the internal mechanics of the brains that are at work now. So we would talk about these processes. Um, and that's why I'm bringing up the, the notes thing. So, um, so the, the project concept, the folder, and there will be subfolders for um, any particular little nuance that might happen. So for example, Twitch might be another process. Um, and if it turns out to be weird to set up an account in obvious, and you have to jump through some steps because you want to set up like uh, a bot for doing auto auto moderation or something like that, you would have another folder called Twitch and in it, you would start writing documentation, one text file per each thing. And that way you can like, like control F and look through all of the files that you've got. And they would have to be as organized as you can make them upfront because there's a kind of rot that happens when you just dump notes in one giant inbox. So you kind of like, I, I, I'm bad for this. So you kind of dump them at least in the general direction of where they belong. But what that means is every time you, you are pursuing that thing, you need to go and pay attention to where all your notes are. And if they're out of place, you need to, we're in Twitch mode now. So all the notes that you might bump into that are Twitch related, just kind of like pull them, rename files or fix spelling or whatever the heck. But if you're not on that particular topic, whatever. Um, and that's part of the 80-20 thing. So the 80-20 thing is something that I know about from Google. And I've talked about this offline where you have a job to do, right? You have a main focus of interest. So uh, producing this audio right now is one of arguably the most important part of that 80%. So it might be, uh, you know, scripting, building uh, segments. It might be uh, researching topics, it, it's et cetera, et cetera. And it, and it ultimately boils down to the actual talking and then the uploading of material. And there's like social media management and all this other crap. And all that is knowably important. And if you miss any of those things, the entire thing falls apart, right? But there's this, what, what you do is you intentionally constrain that even though you would want it to fill 100% of your time. That's your instinct. You really work hard. It doesn't mean you take 100% of your responsibility, you crush it down to 80% of your time, because that's terrible. Right? You need to define things a little, little bit better. I did. I actually rambled on for an hour and a half on that particular topic alone. No, you don't do that. Okay, so you define 80% of effort, and you do what you can for that, and you resist your desire to be lazy and spread out that 80% across 100% of your time. What you do is you, you do your 80% work in your 80% time, knowing that you could do more and holding back and stopping ending. And that 20% of the time is 
And it could literally be like, oh, we we do this three hours a day or something like that. And you'd be like, okay, well, yeah, let's just do this for three hours a day. But what we do is this, this, this for two and a half hours a day. And for half an hour a day at the end, it would be like, okay, well, let's just, hey, maybe we should go and check out this other audio recording software. Or, hey, maybe we should do this. Or, hey, and it's the stuff that is non-essential, but spending time on it might make everything else a little bit easier. Um, it might make it cheaper. It might make it higher quality. It might, right? And by 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 holding back, as weird as it is, you actually have to hold back from using 100% of your effort in 100% of your time. I know that's not a thing for you, but it, it is for me. <laughs> but <laughs> what? Why are you sad? <laughs> it's you. Know yourself. Um, uh, and so, uh, so there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that can be done. So we might pursue this and that would go like, go troll through all of my past efforts to pull off, um, to pull out the successes and then pull them into here, adapt them to improve this as well, because I'm not, I'm not new at this. Um, okay. So. And one of the 20% things is taking your inbox, inboxes, project boxes, and making them better, making them easier to use, making them more obvious, um, and just generally making your life easier. That way, the next episode, the next day, um, when you begin your 80%, you open up your project, and it's slightly better because of the 20 that you you spent effort on previously and the day after it's a little bit better and the day after it's a little bit better. And at some point, um, when you're at that 20% time, you've gotten used to, to applying yourself appropriately so that your 80% is, is chill. You're like you accomplish what you need to accomplish. You accomplish your full 80%. You're not trying to crunch a hundred anymore. You're actually, relaxed. Um, and you've done so much of that 20% for so many, um, opportunities for twenties that it becomes more and more playtime. And you can be like, Hey, I wonder if, I mean, maybe we should spend actual time in that researching these other podcasts. Maybe we should be doing like, maybe, maybe, Maybe we should spend a little bit, bit of time checking out this TikTok thing. or And it might be a, the dumbest, dumbest idea. But but that 20 ends up being a whole bunch of what-if time. or And it's the kind of stuff that a person who's doing 100 constantly, they would never look at these, these opportunities. Because they'd be like, oh, well, I, I've got better things to do than go and research you know, whatever the heck other ideas. These ideas would in fact pop into their, their minds and would be immediately crushed by the weight of all the other opportunities of their 100s. So theoretically speaking, um, up front, uh, at the start, at the start of things, we'd be, we'd be kind of, kind of shit, which, which is where everybody starts. So it's okay for us to admit to ourselves this. And in fact, our audience would forgive us for that hopefully 
okay, most of them won't, but you know, the people that would have brand preference in the future would, would probably be pretty forgiving up front. At any rate, um, those other people would have a life filled of 100% with no opportunities to optimize. Where if we, even though we'd start kind of terrible because we'd only be doing 80, the fact that we have the 20s would make our 80s more and more potent. So that if day after day after day you do that, and that 20 were to like 1% optimize, you can imagine that after 20 passes, 50 passes, there, there is this kind of inevitability to that iterative improvement enhancing the effort you do have. This is why if you're in business, sometimes you hire people who are lazy, not, not you lazy, like smart and lazy. <laughs> and you want somebody who's brilliant and lazy because what happens and, and you want to be on their nice side, right? So there are a bunch of of jerk managers who they they just see that as oh you're lazy and they will like like uh stick them with a hot poker you know, motivate and they're just awful there's a there are a lot of managers are are just awful people and but if you're a decent manager and recognize that you got somebody with real potential again again not you but somebody else and they're really smart but they're lazy. Sometimes it's because you're not giving them the right task or et cetera. But what happens with these people is they're so smart. They finish the work that you give them and they, you, you assign them one man hour of work and they perform one hour, one man hour of work in 40 minutes or 45 minutes or something like that. Right. And you would see them like surfing the net, and looking at memes for 15 minutes an hour. And some bosses would see that as a wasted, well, quote, like an opportunity, but their brain is evil. So they would think like, this is a lazy person who's, and what they would do is they would dump more work on that person until, until their little mini genius just goes, well, you're just abusing me now. And they leave because they're capable, obviously. So they leave somewhere else. And what ends up happening is, is a role was created for a genius that you just can't find a person for. So you end up having a role you can't fill anymore because that idiot boss saw that opportunity, filled that vessel higher than an average person could, could ever, ever. But if a good boss were to see that, they could actually like, like, they know that they have a one person amount of work there in, in the seat that they hired for. And they see that, and they see that person performing, um, that one person's task in less time. And, and instead of going, okay, well I can, I can just give more work. They can go, okay, well, I'm not just going to give more work, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait and see what happens. Or if they're really good, they will, they will challenge the person a little bit. Um, and hopefully they're not dumb enough to say something like, well, that's management material. You're really efficient. I'm going to make you a supervisor because that's often not what this kind of guy wants. Okay. So what, what instead happens is that, that smart ass 
takes their hour of work, does it in 45 minutes, takes 15 minutes and uses it out of boredom to go look at memes. But sooner or later, maybe occasionally, they'll spend that 15 minutes optimizing, because they're lazy, optimizing the 45 minutes. And what that means is that 45 minutes of effort that they put in, that, that one mana hour accomplishment that they have is actually um, better. So it's like a higher quality. Like, like uh, you could say something like, uh, if, you're making, if you're making a stir fry, you would say something like, well, rice is rice is rice is rice. But if, if don't try to kill that, those eat spiders. Those are the good guys. Oh. Although, yeah, I know it's annoying. So w what we're just seeing on our ceiling is a daddy long legs. I can't remember what the technical term is. And they're actually named differently in different places, but that's what we call them because I don't know. Um, so this, uh, this opportunity ends up self-optimizing because of that spare time. This is when that 80-20 is obvious. That's what, that's why Google bumped into that. Cause they're very, they're hell bent on hiring geniuses because they have, they at least have had tasks that, um, were well, not done, not done in technology and not even done in humanity. So they were just reaching for the smartest people they could get. And they really didn't know what, what to do with them. So they kind of paid attention and saw that they would occasionally have these people who were, you, you give them tasks that were kind of knowably one person tasks and they just like these humans would do them better than an average person. So they, they'd like do things like they'd balance what they would offer in terms of money or, and they learned that this kind of person doesn't necessarily care about money in the same way as other people when they get to be adults or they, or they, they have child support or something, uh, then, uh, they have certain concrete needs, but, um, it ends up being you entice them with uh, Nerf guns or a couch to nap on at random times or a vending machine that doesn't need coins. You just go press a button, you get a can of something. Uh, you have a hot cafeteria that doesn't charge anything. And, and, and because just giving them a salary that's larger isn't what they, isn't what makes them good, isn't what makes them better, isn't uh, what lets them produce more. And that, so that's, that's, that's taking a, hiring a genius where they would reveal that they are, uh, well, cause they literally are better for the task accidentally or whatever. They, it, I'm not talking IQ either in case people are thinking that. Um, cause if you were hired into a task that was just perfect for you, it just turns out to be that way. Not, not cause not like, you know what you're good at necessarily either, but it just, the stars align you would end up being better than the next person or the previous hire or the next hire just because of your nature. You're highly interested in a thing. So this isn't an IQ thing, but in Google's case, yeah, yeah, it's, it's an IQ thing, um, on top of all this other stuff. Um, and, uh, so you could offer these people money, but often you offer them. For, there's a, okay. I understand because I've been there that a lot of people, would see those things and they would call them luxuries, right? Because it's 
boy, is it a luxury to have lunch paid for, for example. I mean, that alone would change a lot of, a lot of workers' lives. Um, but incentivizing this sort of person uh, is, a, is a weird challenge. So the, I was saying the, the genius isn't IQ, isn't what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm just talking about suitability to a task. And that could be anybody at any time. We don't know. You haven't found your, your niche yet. So if you're listening and you're not like minion, <laughs> maybe you just haven't found what you're actually good at yet. Right? Because um, so far it hasn't been anything you've ever done in your life. <laughs> I'm really good at sleeping in. Okay. okay. Uh, bed tester <laughs> will get you a job at purple. Um, so, and so that genius would make that obvious. But the trick would be to have mere minion capable of doing that, where you, I might give you a task, or we might discover a task that is a one-person task for one unit of time for you. And then we have to have you learn to not, to do 80% of it, and to take the 20% and learn how to optimize. Because you've certainly got the lazy, <laughs> But the trick is leveraging that in a way where you can be like, okay, well, next time I don't want it's, to. It's one extra click for me to get to the project folder to open it up. How can I like make that a hotkey or something? Like, I just want to turn my laptop on and have it do that. Like, oh, I have to go I have to look at my desktop and then I have to double click this folder. You imagine how dumb that being that lazy is that that bothers you, but, but it might take you an afternoon to figure it out. Um, or you could ask for help and I could have it in five minutes, but you would spend that 20% time screwing around in order to learn how to make that problem go away as dumb as that tiny bit of optimization is. So, and again, why I didn't need to take any notes for any of this, because this is all in my head. Um, this, our endeavor right now that I'm talking, um, that I'm, this podcast is not really this inside thing. Um, the first thing that we did, because I talked about the project folder, downloading it into it. I talked about the processes, the documentation, text files, putting it into that. One of the things that you're going to need to do is take your laptop as is, create a new user on it. That new user is a context. And the, you, you need that for all kinds of reasons, right? So the first thing is if you've got a computer and it's used for some other task, um, when you switch to that user, you are doing that task. It sounds obvious, but it also means that you can't be distracted by the existence of the rest of how you use that thing. So most of us don't have the luxury of having a room for a thing, okay? One room for each of the things you do. So your library is the place where you read your books and your bedroom is the place where you sleep, etc. And your, right, you only eat in your dining room. Most people can't live their lives like that because we're just not arranged that way. Your computer is way worse. So when you make a user on your computer, 
and you insist on not installing all your other stuff, oh, you don't have access to your music or you don't, etc. Unless that becomes part of your process for, you learn in your 20% time, maybe I should take the time to, to have a good music playlist so that when I'm doing video editing or when I'm doing whatever the heck, random uh, surfing research, um, I have some, some music. Maybe that's something you spend a little bit of your 20% time on. Um, but you can constrain that user well so that you can't be distracted by other things. So in this particular case, um, I would not, for example, uh, it's important to have what a lot of people, you, you look at somebody else, like one of these uh, people that ride on news cycles for what they report. So they open up some actual reporter's um, like blog page or their, their, you go the, to some news, like mainstream news thing, and they commentate on something. But they'll open up and you'll see them opening up a private window and be like, 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 dude, like, I know that you're using that account, that user account that you're logged into to stream with for other stuff. That's why you just opened up a private browser window. Like, and that's not even how private browsing works. It's like, okay, well, it doesn't have the same history and cookies. I get it. But your bookmarks are all shared. And so there are attributes of that desktop or of, I mean, what your file associations are, all kinds of subtle things are stuck in how you do other stuff. And even if, even if like you're on the straight and narrow and you're not like torrenting stuff in the background while you're doing a live news broadcast or something like that. Um, there's still junk that's there. So you create a new user, everything's clean. And so for example, you can, you can do that within a, a web browser itself. So you could, for example, have a new user account just for this endeavor, this, and then you have a web browser. And in that web browser, you have multiple people. A person, person one is the one that streams. So for example, we're talking live and I'm talking about a topic and you research something. Cause I, I'm like, Oh, uh, how big are the pyramids of Giza? And, and it's just something we were talking about randomly. Cause we're talking about aliens using them as landing pads. Cause we were talking about good movies. And for some reason, I like the Stargate movie and like we go down that track and you want to go look it up. Um, you could open up a browser and have that user account. It does. That's the kind of stuff it does. So if it bumps into browser history for some other thing, it's it's some spoiler from some other episode. But user two would ha would be like what you were using for research, for scripting, for future episodes, or you know, for listening to competitor podcasts, or uh, for uploading you know, for interacting on social media or uploading material to, to stream or to etc. for video editing research or for whatever the heck. So you actually have things constrained even more depending. And it makes things a little bit annoying because you have to switch between, you have to switch to the user. Oh no, I have to press windows L and then type it in a different user account. Cause you don't have to log out of one to launch the other in windows. Um, at least in Windows XP, are things different now? Or are things iterative improvements, Microsoft? I'm pretty sure they didn't take out that functionality. 
And you can do the exact same thing with a web browser. You could in fact have multiple entire web browsers open with different users, I believe. Um, so that's that account thing is one thing. And I think right now the biggest problem is how, and it's something I don't even have solved, is how do we um, take ideas for 20% and uh, record them? How do we prioritize them? How do we know, how do we know what to, to work on next? Or how do we, or an 80% thing. So for example, the user account thing, how do we write that down? So we actually even know to do that because it's in here right now, embedded in this monologue. Um, so it's not forgotten, but it's, it's in a three hour long rambly stream thing. So the, the problem is how do we leverage the ideas that will come up? Uh, how do we write them down? How do we prioritize them? How do we chip away at them? How do we research them? Um, so the, the fact that I brought up a user count, how do we know to do that next time? Assuming that I have amnesia, I will have so many ideas that I will lose one of them or whatever. And so if you ask me in a week, I'd be like, uh, I might, it could be subtle little things, right? Especially if it's stuff appropriate, good ideas for your 80% you will lose those really easily. So you, you might say, okay, well, what if while we're talking, I'm typing notes? That's kind of a distraction. I could, I could write things pen and paper. I, I could, well, now I'm, um, it's like adding friction into the train of thought when you're speaking to, to take notes at the same time. Even if, even if you're the one taking notes, really what I want is to free your hands up so that you're, um, you're, you're researching stuff that's being talked about, or you're preparing stuff behind the scenes, or you're, you're ban hammering people just for your amusement or whatever the heck, like you're, you're fielding questions in live chat. Um, I would rather have that interactivity than have constantly having my or your head buried in dealing with the aftermath of the, the beauty of being rambly. So one of the notions I've had is, well, well, why not listen to our own stuff? It's called eating your own dog food. It's actually, it's literally from a dog food commercial in the United States where the, the pitch was, um, this guy's a dog food salesman and his pitch was, ended with, uh, it's something like, it's so good. I, it, I even feed my own dog it, which is, so it ended up spawning the phrase. Again, this is something you, you could look on, up on Wikipedia as I'm talking, which is, um, eating your own dog food. And it's used in business now to talk about a person consuming their own product. And in this particular case for us, for me, even not necessarily, I could make it your job, but you know, relying on you is kind of hard. So what that would mean is I would listen to this. And after the fact, when I'm listening to this, when I'm eating my own dog food, that is an opportunity to listen to and judge 
um, my speaking, the quality of what's presented, the flow of things, to, to take notes on things that can be improved, and also to take notes on the ideas that get brought up, and to write down in a queue the tasks that ought to be performed. And, and I'd hand those over to you, and maybe I would say that these, these couple things are, re, are urgent because of whatever the heck, but the rest, maybe what I do is I just leave it up to your 20% time to figure out. Um, I don't know that I can rely on you. This is a problem. So maybe I would take that upon myself. So part of my 80% would include the need to re-listen to this and take those notes and follow up when I can, right? Obviously. Um, and part of your 80% would like, I, I, I don't know. We don't, we don't know what you're good at what you're good for <laughs> certainly not waking up on time <laughs> like dude um slept through three text messages four different phone calls yeah yeah that's um maybe i should run the vacuum outside your door and wake you up i probably wouldn't have noticed it yeah that's sad i don't understand people that that I don't understand people that can sleep in. I don't understand people that are heavy sleepers that can sleep through phone calls. I don't understand people that, that, um, hit the snooze button. I don't do that. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I just wake up. There was a time when I was young where I wouldn't need an alarm clock anymore. I'd set one just in case, but I'd wake up before my alarm went off. Literally a couple of minutes. And I just look at my clock. Okay, well, I guess whatever. Um, or a couple seconds even. That freaked me out for a while. And um, I don't live like that anymore. I don't, don't need an alarm clock anymore. I'd use one. I mean, if I had obligations, obviously. I used an alarm clock when I had an obligation for this. But... Um, I figure I'd just take a nap. It'll be okay. Woke up seven hours later. Yeah, what is it? Temet Notse. You know yourself, man. Can you remember this for next time? Yes. Well, okay. If you remember this for next time, you can bring it up. If... I guess the toll of uh, pushing myself to sleep for longer and longer these past few days just finally caught up. Okay. Can you remember that for next time? Because you're old enough that you should know that's what your body's like. Because you have to remember that you're like some demon bloody cursing that corpse of yours. <laughs> you need to know how it works. It's going to change a little bit over the years, but but once you understand how something works and once you can rely on it, then you can at least use it. So if you're useless, you need to understand how and why and rely on predicting that, that sort of thing. So if there's some grand excuse for you to need to stay up in the future, you need to know what that's going to do to you for the next day. So if you have obligations specifically for this, you will know how that will impact them.